hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. Uh, this episode is for the week of May 8th, 2020. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services, and I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications for ERS and our Executive Producer. How are you, Kristen? Hi, Brian. I'm great. It's good to talk with you today. Uh, glad to be here and connecting with you since we don't get to see each other in person. That's right. That's right. Social distancing has us working from home, but it's, uh, it's nice to be able to connect with you. Just a reminder, the Linkage podcast is dedicated to educating our audience about issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS and how that comes to life in our everyday interactions with our residents, families, and staff members. And particularly right now, we're using this as a vehicle really to touch base with our residents and get updates from our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. Uh, Kristen, uh, why don't you tell us about our upcoming show today? We've got a good one. Yeah, I'd love to. So we've got some really interesting residents on with us. We've got Hilda Henderson from Canterbury Court up in our West Carrollton community for affordable living. Hilda turned 100 years old recently and she's got some riveting stories for us. And also with us is Kate Powers who lives at Marjorie P. Lee in Hyde Park. And along with those two resident interviews, we're going to check in again with our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. Well, we've got a great, great show lined up for everyone today. You want to uh, get us started on our first segment? Yes. So I uh, was reminded today uh, why I love my job so much, getting to connect with Hilda Henderson. Hilda joined uh, Canterbury Court about four years ago, and she turned 100 years old in April. And Hilda shared some stories with me about her young life growing up in Dayton, Ohio, and actually some of her encounters with the Wright brothers, believe it or not. Let's meet and uh, listen to Hilda. Welcome, my next guest. This is Hilda Henderson, and Hilda is a resident at Canterbury Court up in West Carrollton, Ohio. That's one of our affordable living communities. And let me tell you a little bit about Hilda. Hilda grew up in the East End of Dayton. She's got an exciting story to share with us about her encounters with the Wright brothers. Hilda was um, a, a person who in her life and times raised four children and she also worked at the Mead Corporation in, in Dayton. Welcome Hilda. Thank you. Well Hilda, let's get right to this interview. So uh, I, I'm, I'm so happy to get to know you a little bit today and to have you uh, tell some stories for our listeners. So um, tell me a little bit again about how you grew up in the East End of Dayton and your encounters with the Wright brothers. Well, we lived close to uh, McCook Field. And I used to walk over there and watch the Wright brothers kiss their little plane. <laughs> and it always fascinated me to see that. And then I got to see the big airplane later in my life. So I know where they started and how they started. The Wright brothers were on, their office was on West Third Street, right around my house. 
where I lived at. Well, I guess the other thing I should tell our listeners is that uh, you are old enough to have been able to see the Wright brothers in action because you just celebrated your 100th birthday. Birthday, yes. I just, I am amazed at myself that I lived this long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems strange sometimes, but I've enjoyed my life. I love my apartment. Oh my goodness. My apartment, I love it. I try to be a good person. And so that's about what all I can say. I try not to give anybody a bunch of problems. <laughs> That sounds wonderful. Tell me a little bit, I know this was probably sort of an unusual birthday celebration for you with staying distance from your neighbors and distance from um, all those other folks, uh, the staff up there at Canterbury, but tell me a little bit about what your birthday celebration was like this year. I didn't do too much celebrating as far as that goes. I couldn't have my family all together, you know, after all. I have children here, and there's four children, three girls. My son is living in Florida, and he loves it down there. So this so, year, I guess it was mostly about, like, getting cards and things like that, but not yes. not the regular in-person celebration. Tell me a little bit about how you're staying safe and healthy right now. I try to eat good, and I don't know. I don't let things upset me that much. Oh, there might be a few little things might upset me, but I try not to let those things upset me because the next day will be much better. Boy, that is great advice, Hilda, <laughs> for all of us to remember. Yeah, the next day is always going to be better, right? Yes. Yep. If you make it better, it's going to be better. You can't live down in the dumps all your life. Your life is what you make it. Think about what is something that you're looking forward to doing once this is all behind us? I'd like to be able to get outside. <laughs> well, Hilda, thank you so much for talking to our listeners today and, and sharing us uh, with us your stories about the Wright brothers. That was really, um, I think, super interesting. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off? No, no, just do what you have to do, I guess. <laughs> You have to be so careful of what you do and keep down any illness. Well, I am so glad that you are, are doing that, Hilda. That is an inspiration to all of us. That's exactly what we need to be doing right now, being as careful as we can be. And uh, right. I, I really, I thank you for talking with us today. And I appreciate your well, time. And you stay safe, okay? Oh, I'm trying to. I wish I'd taken pictures of that Wright Brothers myself, but I was so young at the time, I didn't even think about doing that. <laughs> that is exciting. A picture of that would have been amazing. Oh, yeah, to see the first airplane. 
I love it. Thank you, Hilda, for joining us today. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Wow, Kristen, that was a fascinating discussion with Hilda. Uh, I really found the part uh, where she was discussing watching the Wright brothers as completely fascinating. Oh, for sure, Brian. It was such a surprise to me. I, I knew that Hilda had turned 100 years old recently, but hearing about her personal experiences with the Wright brothers really kind of blew my mind. And uh, uh, being present for a slice of history that way. Um, I'm so thankful that I got to speak with her and, and hear her stories today. Yeah, well, that's what makes uh, interviewing these residents so special. All right, so uh, next we're going to check in with our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. And Laura is going to talk with us a little bit today about what we've got coming up here this weekend with all of our communities um, trying to find the safe and healthiest way to celebrate Mother's Day. So I'm so happy to be back with Laura Lamb, President and CEO of Episcopal Retirement Homes this week. And Laura, welcome. It's good to hear from you. Thanks, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, we're getting into that special season of, uh, of Mother's Day and graduations and things like that. So there's often a lot to celebrate, but obviously it's, it's, it's a little more muted, a little different this year. Um, and I, I was kind of thinking about it and we were discussing earlier, um, uh, you know, all the, the different and unique ways that people have celebrated are going to kind of change. But what, how's your, uh, what are your traditions and is there any differences that you expect this year? Oh, wow. My Mother's Day will not be changing this year. And, and it's because um, several years ago, it dawned on me that even though I had a mom, I was a mom too. And that sounds really funny to say it that way. But, uh -huh. you know, my idea of a perfect Mother's Day is just sitting on my side porch reading or just watching the world uh, go by drinking my favorite beverage maybe coffee in the middle of the day and then later on maybe maybe something else and um just enjoying kind of a, a day of relaxation and we typically the family usually makes me a dinner something really low-key and um, this year will be no different. I've decided that I really just want a good burger on the grill and, a, and an ear of corn. So they were pleasantly surprised that my menu choice was so, so easy this year. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I'll be surrounded by my two kids are home, which candidly, without a pandemic, they wouldn't be home. So I'm really enjoying and savoring each and every minute that they're here with me. So I think Mother's Day is is you know going to be special or at least i'm going to make it special with my positive attitude about it <laughs> well that sounds wonderful it's, it's so nice you know we've talked it's it's nice to slow down and we have these connections that particularly with our families that we can really continue to make and you know for many of our residents uh at uh, at our communities um you know, the, the social distancing, or I think as you referred to it recently, the physical distancing may prohibit some of the families to get together, but it sounds like we're thinking of some creative ideas to, to really forge those, um, 
those, those touches and, and allow families to celebrate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. Well, I think, like I said, as a mom, I, I think Mother's Day is very special. Um, you know, I lost my mom. Um, it'll be two years this year. And, you know, it was special before, but when you lose your mom, I, there's something that happens with, you know, just kind of puts an explanation point next to it in terms of how, how tender and how dear that relationship is. Yeah. And uh, I think it's because of that, that I, I really would like to have us think about Mother's Day differently. I mean, I, I, I'm talking to children, I'm sure, that are listening to the podcast, and this is absolutely not the Mother's Day that I'm sure that they want to be in, or certainly our residents. But it's where we're at and we can't change it. So I feel like we, we, we need to reframe it and try to figure out the best we can to uh, take what we've been given and look for an opportunity maybe to, to forge a new tradition or a new way to celebrate. And um, so I've asked the teams at all of our communities to really kind of think about what we, what we can do. Instead of focusing on what we can do, let's focus on what we can do and we can do a lot and so um, the teams at all of our at all of our locations and frankly volunteers throughout all of our campuses are gonna, going to volunteer to work on Sunday so that we have many hands on deck and what that will allow us to do is to hold many many window visits so at each of our campuses we have at least three locations where we will have window visits happening simultaneously so that as many families as possible can be able to see their mother, maybe um, greet her with um, her favorite flowers or what have you. And uh, we want to be a part of that. So it is a special day and, and I feel like there, there are things we're going to do. Um, you know, our dining department always does an amazing job of making sure that there's a very special dinner at our location. So one, one location is going to have their famous prime rib. Another location is oh. known for their homemade crab cakes. I mean, they're just oh. really going to make sure that the, the dining experience, although different, yep. um, I grant you that will be, will be memorable. So. Well, yeah, those sounds like some great ideas. And, and again, just allows for that connection to happen uh, on an ongoing basis. So I wish you a happy mother's day this coming, uh, this coming Sunday and, uh, and all of our, all of our residents and, and even my family. Uh, my mother Absolutely. My well, tell your lovely wife, I said, happy mother's day. I will do that. I will do that. Um, and, and just along the line of making connections, um, and, and maintaining, uh, those connections, which is so, you know, we found so vital, um, one of the tools that we've really seen, not just in our work, is, is so helpful, um, but um, even among many of our residents, is the use of Zoom or FaceTime to connect with family and friends. Um, and, uh, you know, I think one of the interesting things, maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about what our servant leadership team is doing to work with our residents with, with some of this technology. Yeah, um, so you're right. You know, the, the, new, the new learning in all this is that we can stay connected, socially connected, if we use video conferencing. So Zoom or Blue Jean and um, Duo. I mean, there's just 
Teams, there's all kinds of way to do that, FaceTime. And we understand that most, many, many of our residents are very um, technology savvy, um, but some need a little bit more help, just like, you know, people my age and, yeah. and all ages, you know, sure. need a little um, help. So the servant leadership team uh, put out a, 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 an offer uh, about two weeks ago uh, to all of our residents throughout our systems to say, you know, if you need help getting on any of these platforms. Zoom is the one that we have chosen to use and we're hosting resident coffees in May, which is something that we typically do in May, but we usually ha have the benefit of being able to assemble 50 to 75 people in a room. Well, we can't right. do that. So right. again, how are we going to take those lemons and make lemonade? So how we're going to do that is through a Zoom meeting. So in, you know, well in advance, a month before those meetings, we reached out to our residents and said, a member of the servant leadership team can help you. So Brian, I know you're helping, you know, mm -hmm. four or five residents, I'm helping four or five residents and so on. And it's, it's really been, frankly, it's been fun for all of us to help our residents at that level. And, yeah. you know, uh, because the outcome is that they can stay more connected. So yeah. what's more uh, meaningful than that? If we're giving them the tools and the resources to stay connected with their families, with their friends and with us, mm -hmm. um, you know, we are broadcasting exercise class now through Zoom. So again, it's just a wonderful venue so that we can continue some of our routines. Not the same. I'm not pretending that it's the same as being, um, you know, in the same space with um, right. other humans. But yeah. I don't know about you, but when we have our Zoom calls, Brian, it just fills my heart to be able to see the team's face and it's my favorite, favorite part about our meetings is seeing um, all the people assemble and um, you know, see how long their hairs and their beards <laughs> are getting. It, it does make a difference and it does really make you long to, to, to see these people uh, yeah, as well. For sure. it, it, it's so nice to have that we live in a time that, that we have this available to, to, to make those connections. So is, is there, you know, along this line of communication and, and, and just Mother's Day coming up, do you have any recommendations for a good Mother's Day gift? <laughs> it's funny that you asked that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. So having had some experience with working with our residents one-on-one -on -one to set up their, their Zoom accounts or other accounts, um, I, I, I had this thought. I mean, if my resident were, or my mother was living in a retirement community, I would absolutely be buying them an iPad or other kind of mobile device because um, that would be a way that they could stay connected. And what I'm finding is a lot of our residents do have computers, mm -hmm. but they're older. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't have been, you know, um, purchased uh, with a webcam as an example. So yeah, they can participate in a Zoom meeting, but it's really going to be a more of an audio, no, no different right. than a call and that's just that's not the whole purpose i mean i can use my phone to call somebody i don't have to you know get on a zoom so right. you know i and i'm not i'm not suggesting any one particular company or, or style but if families did buy our residents um you know ipads or tablets for 
Mother's Day, you know, just know that we as staff have a system that we would be able on, on the resident side to help them get it up and running. And um, frankly, that would give us as staff a lot of joy to again, see that outcome of uh, allowing our elders to be connected with the people that they love so much. Yeah, it's so fun um, to, to engage with residents and teach. You know, I've mm -hmm. done the iPhone uh, and iPad class for a number of years over at, uh, at Dupree House. And it, right, it's so right. much fun to, to engage that way and, and teach some, some new skills to folks. So um, right. I think that's a great recommendation. Um, well, that, uh, thank you so much for your time today, Laura. I, I think uh, you know, with, with Mother's Day, uh, it is certainly a special week, and we're going to look forward to celebrating with our, our families and our residents this year in a new way. So um, I Happy hope you Happy Mother's have Day to all the moms out there. All thank right. you for having me again this week. Yeah, and we'll touch base next week. Thanks so much again. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Brian, thank you for that conversation with Laura today. That was very affirming for me as a mother. I'm going to be Zooming with my uh, daughter who lives uh, in another part of Lebanon right now. And I am going to be Zooming with my siblings and my mom who all live in Pennsylvania. And that was uh, definitely the right choice for us. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's uh, what we're doing at ERS as well. Yeah, you know, Zoom has become such a, a, a great tool for us to stay connected. Um, you know, even in light of Mother's Day, it's a great way to do that when we can't be together. But uh, that actually segues really nicely into our next segment. I had an interview with uh, Kate Powers, a resident at Marjorie P. Lee, and uh, she starts still uh, certainly staying very active uh, by having several Zoom conferences in a day to stay in touch with her friends and family and, uh, and people she works with. So um, I'm really excited to introduce this uh, segment with Kate Powers of Marjorie Feely. I'm happy to be here today with Kate Powers, one of our residents at Marjorie P. Lee. Uh, she's been a resident at Marjorie P. Lee since 2017 and been very, very active within the community. Right now, she's uh, on the executive committee of the resident council. She's gotten involved in many, many of the enrichment activities around Marjorie P. Lee and even uh, helped start up a program called Fun With Music, where she sings with some of the residents in the memory care area. She's got a background in Montessori training and has shared a lot of that uh, wisdom with our staff in helping some of our residents with cognitive issues. So, uh, and as a Montessori child, I certainly see uh, and appreciate that knowledge and, and that method being applied to some of our residents. So, Kate, welcome to, welcome to our show. Thank you. So I, I think I just wanted to start off with a simple question and see how are you doing during this COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic? I would say it's probably one of the most up and down periods of time in my whole life. I think partly because I have kind of a dual set of challenges that I'm dealing with a family member with a very serious illness that was just diagnosed and then all the changes that have been coming on a very frequent basis as a result of what's being mandated at the state and federal levels. Unlike many periods of time in my life, 
I'm not busy, busy, busy. I'm, I have a much quieter and slower pace of life. And a lot of that is self-chosen. I feel as if this is an opportunity for me to reflect and to savor and to learn from what's happening. I would say that I've worked very consciously at self-care, at making sure I don't get tired, mm -hmm. making sure that if I'm feeling stressed, I process it, I find a way to move towards a solution, and just really appreciating all of the budding beauties of spring and the times when I can literally sit down and spend an hour talking to another person or an hour listening to another person. I'm really, really grateful for the program and the staff at Marjorie P. Lee. I feel coddled and held and so well cared for. And I think that gives me a lot of extra energy to live this time in gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can definitely identify, you know, as you and I have chatted before, you know, I have five children myself and we tend to live on the run and, and being able to kind of slow down and, and regroup is, is nice in some ways, but in other ways, you know, we're used to being engaged and kind of on the go. And I know you've always had a very active lifestyle. So um, I appreciate the, yeah. you know, what you're, you're saying. So speaking of just kind of how you're staying engaged, I know you've talked about being on Zoom meetings. What have you been doing to stay active and engaged with people specifically while, you know, trying to social distance? I think I have a list of 13 different Zoom <laughs> contacts. Wow. Um, that's been an incredible resource for me. I start my day at 7.15 every morning with folks I typically would see in a recovery group. And that is a wonderful nurturing ritual. And then I see my family all over the country on Zoom once a week. I see some dear friends from my book club. I see my yoga class that I usually go to in Wyoming now meeting twice a week on Zoom. It's wonderful. I've just started the Zoom exercise classes here. With and, wellness director um, Chloe Huff, correct? Yes. Yeah. And then um, I go to the courtyard almost every day and see folks there. Uh, my husband and I have more time together. We get out and get some fresh air together. Just try to schedule my day so it's balanced. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I even see the toddler program that I volunteer with gets together and does a song and story time once a week. And I wow, connect with wonderful. them via Zoom. So I don't know, I may even have more people in my life now than before, but it's a different, you know, it's at a distance. Well, thank God for Zoom. It really has allowed a lot of us to really? have those face-to-face -face interactions. It sounds like you've certainly been able to stay very engaged with family and friends and, and your groups. As you've faced some challenges or seen crises in our country right. before, you know, obviously you've gotten a lot of life experiences and, and knowledge from that. And can you talk about how you can use those past situations to cope with this current crisis that you might share with our audience? Well, I was born in 1940. And when I was two, my dad enlisted in the army. And he ended up being overseas for several years, and two more children were born. 
during that time. And I have memories and felt memories of that time. And mm -hmm. so the idea of um, being a, a part of a family and a country who are in crisis is not completely foreign to me. Mm -hmm. um, it helps me be supportive of what is being recommended for us. When I started to retire, one of my friends told me about an article that said, there are three, three things you need in retirement. One is community, one is routine, and the other is a sense of usefulness. Mm. And I've been very conscious of trying to include those elements of life in my day for quite a while now. It's been great that I've been able to use technology and have the examples of people who are older than I to practice that. I find myself using slogans that I've learned like keep it simple or one day at a time. Yep. Especially I've been really noticing how important for me with my personality, the slogan of pause, pray, and proceed is. I love that. I can get very excited very easily and just uh, jump into the pool with all my clothes on. <laughs> and that is not the healthiest or most helpful. This COVID time is really giving me the chance to notice how much more effective I am and, and life is if I can pause and reflect and pray before I take action. I've been working on patience, tolerance, and understanding. I've heard it talked about, but this is where the rubber hits the road yeah. in terms of really growing those values. I see it so much in staff and in some residents. They've really exercised their endurance muscle. Yeah. And people are being gentle and tender and caring and understanding with one another. And I've certainly seen lots of folks in my past mm -hmm. who were that way. And now I get the chance to try to be that way. So I'm really appreciating that. I would say I, I, I grew up about um, three blocks from here. Oh, wow. So I have a lot of memories of my childhood and the faith community mm -hmm. that I grew up in. And I would say I have used that faith tradition in a way that's become very comforting. The parish that I belong to mm -hmm. has been live streaming liturgies mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I snuggle up with my blanket let that reading and that music just kind of wash over me. I, I belong to a small faith group that meets on a regular basis to just talk about, you know, where do we find God or a higher power or, or that experience of awe and mystery in our everyday lives. And we've been doing that every week for an hour. Wow. That has just been a terrific experience. And, you know, I was the oldest child in my family, and I always um, took that kind of sense of responsibility mm -hmm. and probably bossing around <laughs> with me until we moved in here. And then I was almost the youngest one. Uh -huh. So yep. I 
have learned so much from just watching. I saw somebody in the exercise class this morning who was widowed almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've seen her at exercise three or four or five times a week ever since her husband died and she just picked herself back up and continued on working wow. at being healthy. Mm -hmm. So there are like um, a lot of examples around here of lessons offered to me and hopefully a few lessons learned. And um, I just, I think the simplicity that was a part of life mm -hmm. um, and I have these strong visual and felt memories of being on these very streets, walking to the square to shop for my mom or riding my bike or whatever. I think that has helped me really appreciate this time. Yeah. Really celebrate it for all of the pain and the terror and the stress. There's also some incredible beauty that's been a part of it. I think you've really expressed this very well because there is it's almost two different things going on there is a lot of suffering and people struggling whether it's from you know having covid or trying to care for those with covid or those that are out of work but there is a beauty in the blessing and being able to pause and reflect and and engage on a level that we really uh -huh. haven't been able to do in some time so I, that's very interesting so when this is all said and done and the crisis is over, what, what are you looking forward to doing? Well, I would like to incorporate some of the more meditative and almost self-indulgent experiences that I've had. I celebrated a birthday last week and somebody gave me a book and I started reading it and then somebody else gave me some chocolate. So I started eating the chocolate too at two o'clock in the afternoon and I didn't finish until 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my God. You know, that's not all bad. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I hope that I'm as able to just take life a day at a time mm -hmm. um, going forward. I hope that I am able to hold my loved ones in my arms I hope I am able to see the bigger picture and carry some of the tenderness and thoughtfulness that has developed during this time into my relationships and my activities. The experience of slowing down and, and maybe becoming a little bit more sensitive mm -hmm. is one that I hope I can continue. Yeah. And I, I think you make a very good point. I think after this is all said and done, we're all going to need to come together to kind of pick each other up and dust each other off. Kate, I want to thank you so much for coming onto our podcast and getting together with me and being so open and honest and raw. It's really been a pleasure catching up with you and hopefully we'll get a chance to maybe do this again. Thanks, Brian. I've enjoyed getting to know you better. You too, Kate. Brian, what a great conversation with Kate today. It was so good to hear from her. She's always been an inspiration to me and even more so now to hear that she's staying connected and doing a lot of Zooming with her family and her friends. 
Yeah, yeah. Kate's, you know, just naturally a very active person and wants that sense of connection. And, uh, and she certainly found a creative ways of, of keeping that going. So um, really good to catch up with her. Looking forward to catching up with her more in the near future. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information, you can visit us on our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have a lot of great content there, including our Linkage online blog, resources to learn more about aging and services we offer, and much, much more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within ERS and many of our communities. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at info at erslife.org. We love hearing from our listeners. The Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and Brian Reynolds. Our associate producer is Fiasha Davis, and our technical director is Michelle Hain. I'd like to thank our many guests uh, that we've had uh, today, and including our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds, and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to our podcast next week. Thanks so much, Kristen. Brian, thank you. Talk to you soon.